0: As an individual user of the Internet of Things or smart homes, truth is, we may never know that we've been hacked. Uh, someone may be monitoring our behaviors and, and our what we do at home. And again, someone may make break in my house as a result of it, and I m- may not necessarily see or, or witness this by seeing the performance of my connected devices.
1: They finally did the attack on a. Sunday morning early in the morning and have anybody in, in office and uh, nobody really paid attention to the logs that we had that the alerts that were generated as a result of the attack then by the time we found out Monday morning most of our data were already encrypted it actually took us about three days to find the ransom note to encrypt and then they finally did the attack this whole ordeal About four days, and our team pretty much did not sleep for four days.
2: This is C Suite, the podcast where you'll hear stories from real people, leaders, and cybersecurity experts about how to stay connected and protected. Every episode, we'll explore different cyber challenges and highlight the many ways we can enhance our online security. Reduce the likelihood of attacks, and improve our digital confidence. I'm your host, Claudette McGowan.
0: Now, to new research showing how easy it can be to hack your home. Researchers say they found a way to take control of voice assistants like Google Home, Amazon Alexa, and even some phones just by.
2: What is the Internet of Things or IoT? a network of physical devices around the globe that are able to connect to the Internet without the help of humans. Although it may sound like the Matrix or some sort of Big Brother, IoT actually impacts our lives in many positive ways. It even has the potential to create lasting changes in areas like waste management and healthcare. But IoT doesn't come without its challenges. Currently, smart devices are generally more vulnerable to cybersecurity breaches than traditional IT systems. Cyber attacks on IoT devices tripled in 2019, and they've only become more vulnerable since the pandemic and rise of 5G technology. I sat down with Dr. Rick Hybrex, previously the Vice President of Digital Transformation and Innovation at Cisco Canada and now the Vice President of Strategy and Innovation at George Brown College. He shares his perspective on IoT and the opportunities it represents for all of us.
0: The Internet of Things is kind of a very exciting byproduct of the fourth industrial revolution, where Internet technologies and industrial or operation technologies and consumer technologies all kind of start to come together and converge, and where connected devices from sensors to our thermostat at home to our car all become part of the next generation of the internet creating incremental value to all of us using it with about 30 billion of connected devices to the internet today uh, well beyond smartphones and our computers we now have the opportunity to participate in this world of the internet of things and have all those devices help us generate and create a uh, value for all of us uh, stakeholders. So we have a huge opportunity to take advantage of all those connected things and the value or the data that they generate and ultimately provide conveniences to enhance productivity, uh, efficiencies, and really uh, start to transform uh, the lives and the world that we live in.
2: As we're learning, IoT can help us enhance our lives in a myriad of beneficial ways. But we all know that with increased convenience and connectivity comes a greater chance of security threats. It wouldn't be C-suite if we didn't ask the question on our minds, does all of this access increase our risk of cybercrime?
0: I think with every connected device, there's probably a growing dependency, but probably there's value and conveniences that we've never had before. The fact that I can walk in my house and tell some artificial intelligence to turn off the lights or place an order for the grocery store all adds tremendous value and benefit, but of course makes us more dependent. And with all those connected devices and these new services and capabilities, we also increase the exposure to cybercrime. There are now more touch points and connection points that are exposed to potential hacking and cybercrime opportunities.
2: Rick says our risk of cybercrime does increase as our smart devices, services, and capabilities increase. So how can we protect ourselves against potential threat actors while still reaping the benefits of this technology? Our guest Mo shares a story of a recent cybersecurity incident at his company that led to the need to disconnect hundreds of employee devices. Here's what happened.
1: So, in January of this year, we did have a cybersecurity incident. At the time, I became aware on Monday morning, became aware that some of our documents are being encrypted and we can't access our documents. So, we started looking at all the documents that we had. These documents were on a network. And we we're talking about millions of documents and they were all encrypted with the extension that we can't open any of these documents. As we looked into this, we found that this is a really extended attack. So I immediately instructed my team to shut down all of our networks and all the devices. So basically just cut the communications with the outside board. So with it that and we started looking at the extent of the encryption and we found that from what we can see, all the data that we have is encrypted. So we informed our senior management, we started communicating with our user base, with our internal employees. Uh, We do have a business continuity plan and um, incident response team So we got the incident response team together. We started talking about the next steps and what we need to do and the extent of all of that. In parallel, we did have a cyber insurance. So we contacted our cyber insurance company and they provided us with this cybersecurity consulting team. So the first thing that they asked us to do was to remove the antivirus that we had because it was breached and to install a new anti software that they suggested and then we implemented right away we implemented a very complex 16 character password uh, we did have multi-factor authentication in place and we even hardened the uh, multi-factor authentication even further because there are some security um, features that we can add to it. So we started to bring up our environment gradually with all of these new features. This whole ordeal took about just bringing up the devices and all the you know, high priority users, the top users, took about four days. And our team pretty much did not sleep for four days.
2: Now that's what you call an IT headache. Thankfully, Mo and his team were able to remedy the issue in less than one week. But how did the threat actor even get into the system in the first
1: place? So then we started looking and, you know, from the beginning, we started looking at the source of the cybersecurity and we found that our firewall software was not up to date. So we did not patch that for about five months due to pandemic. And uh, there were some known security flaws that the threat actors exploited and got into our system, and they put a ransom note. It actually took us about three days to find the ransom note. We provided that to our legal counsel and our the insurance company. And we had a negotiator on a standby just in case if you can't restore data or if we had any evidence of data breach because we do store sensitive client information in our network and we for sure we don't want any of that to leak and fortunately there was um, we basically cut this on time number one number two there was no mention of uh, data breach and or uh, in the ransom note all they said was yeah, we got your data encrypted and you know, pay us the ransom and we give you the key to unlock that. But because we were able to restore our data, we never really negotiated with the, with the threat actors and we never paid any ransom. So we did go through all the logs and we tried to track the footprints of the threat actors. As they got into our system, we found that Uh, They got into our system back in November 2020 at some point and then came back again in January and did some uh, reconnaissance and they were looking for where to uh, look for and what data to encrypt. And then they finally did the attack on um, on a Sunday morning, early in the morning and have anybody in in office and uh, nobody really paid attention to the logs that we had that the alerts that were generated as a result of the attack. And Then by the time we found out Monday morning, most of our data were already encrypted.
2: Although not necessarily an IoT hack, Mo's story highlights just how easy it can be for a threat actor to access your connected devices and why it's essential to remain on high alert to prevent incidents like these from happening. He also stressed the importance of doing your own research to identify any security flaws in your own smart devices. Rick chimed in with his perspective on why these threat actors are so interested in hacking networks.
0: Unfortunately, uh, with anything uh, new, there is profits to be had. And when we look at the commercial or the industrial application of hacking and cyber attacks around IoT devices, it often is about profit or about making money. Apply to it a a ransomware, effectively hijacking or blocking access to critical infrastructure and systems, unless money has been made available to return that control happens, frankly, all the time in industrial setting. Maybe that feels less relevant in our home environment, but there hackers can start to learn about our behaviors. When are we home? When do you go to bed? When do you leave for work? And once people start to be able to extract that type of data from a smart home or connected home, then that is information that a bad actor could potentially sell or use for Maybe not necessarily a cyber attack, but for other modes of, of crime like theft, for instance. So in, in all cases, both commercial as well as consumer as in the industrial, there's a lot of value to be had by bad actors from hacking into an Internet of Things network. yeah as an individual user of the Internet of Things or smart homes, truth is we may never know that we've been hacked. Someone may be monitoring our. Behaviors and and our what we do at home, and again, someone may make break in my house as a result of it, and I m- may not necessarily see or or witness this by seeing the performance of my connected devices.
2: Clearly, there are strong motivations for bad actors to hack into networks. So, how can individuals and organizations stay safe? while still benefiting from this technology. Here's what Mo had to say.
1: So for the IT networks, number one is to keep your firewalls and all the servers up uh, up to date. Make sure the latest patches are on. And now we have a very rigorous process to Record all the patches the last time that was done and have a dashboard and that we create a dashboard so we make sure that it is up to date. That's number one. Keep all your devices, all servers, all applications up to date. Number two, use a strong password. The password is uh, like there are tools out there that can guess simple passwords in about 30 seconds. When you have a strong password, and by strong password, I mean uh, you know a long phrase, make it as random as possible. I know it's a challenge, but there are ways of doing that. Make it as random as possible. We use special characters, upper lowercase, numbers, and special characters is very important. When it gets to 16 character or ar- around that, it's very hard to guess the password even with the tools. So that's what we have. The next one is use multi-factor authentication. So there are devices out there, there are methods that you can create to have a secondary identification. So either by by biometrics or by a you know code that comes to your smart device. So when I like that's what I do every day. When I enter my user ID password, it comes back, and there is an app on my phone that wants me to confirm that it's me that. I'm signing on. So the whole point of this is not uh, somebody from, you know, from is not logging into the system pretending to be you because they don't have the device with them. So we provided the application on the phone, or for those who don't want to use their phone, we provide a token, a small token that uh, has a code, and you have to enter the code. With the with the smartphones, the application comes in, and when you do a one time setup, and for iPhone users, it works with a, a face ID, so you just put the phone in front of your face and it does the authentication and it goes in.
2: Now that we know how to keep our network safe, what can we do about our smart devices? Here are Rick's thoughts on protecting yourself and your organization from attacks.
0: Make sure passwords are up to date, connection to your own network is up to date, your own network is password protected, your home network And that as you keep adding other devices to your network, that you keep monitoring what sits on your network. And I know most service providers have apps these days where you can see those things in order to ensure that what you have at your house only talks to things in your house and is not being exposed to the outside. The truth also is it's so easy now to buy an IoT device from a home electronics store and to plug in a smart light bulb. For instance, in your house, that you really most of us aren't really IT techies or cybersecurity experts. And once the light bulb comes on, I may not give it a second. I may not give it a second thought on what's really happening in terms of how data is flowing and what is being exposed. So being diligent and being aware that with every connected device, we effectively are a little bit more exposed. And then what you do with it. I think is the responsibility for all us users in this world of Internet of Things.
2: IOT is a new wild, wild west of cybersecurity. It's an exciting frontier of game-changing technology that has the power to transform our lives, improve the way our society functions, and can even save lives. However, With added convenience, connectivity, and complexity, comes an increased risk of threats, hackers, and cybersecurity incidents. Individuals and organizations alike are vulnerable to these attacks, and it's important to take measures to protect yourself and your networks. Keep your firewalls, servers, and passwords up to date, and stay vigilant about the ways you and your data might be exposed. Remember, It's your responsibility to be aware of the devices you're using and how they could be leaving you vulnerable to attack. I want to give a huge thank you to our guests, Dr. Rick Hybricks and Mo, for joining me today. And thank you for listening to C-Suite. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Claudette McGowan, and remember, with over 4 billion of us online, we have to do everything possible to keep ourselves connected and protected.